Hey, thanks for joining us and listening to our podcast, The Shelleys. We're your hosts, Kayla and Seth Shelley. This podcast mainly documents our life, living up north, raising our kids, caring for our animals, and really everything in between. So we really hope that you enjoy today's episode, and welcome to our life. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Are we? It's time. Yeah, that's talking? the music. It's time. I, I'm laughing awkwardly because we want to talk about a topic that's maybe a little deeper. Are you feeling anxious about it? I am feeling anxious about it a little bit. Deeper. We're gonna talk about the ocean, Marianas Trench. It's the name of a band. It's the name of the ocean. Well, that's not the name of the ocean. I was going to say, I'm pretty sure I've never heard of a ocean, ocean named Mariana's Trench. Anyway, uh, anxiety. Yeah. <clears throat> Why'd you clear your throat after you said it and look at me? No reason. It's a lie. Why do you think I did that? <coughs> I told you if you want to talk about this, you had to lead the way. So, I feel like anxiety is just something... A lot of people deal with yeah at different points in their life mm-hmm. or a lot of their life mm-hmm. and you just happen to be going through some stuff and it's presenting as a bit of anxiety right now it's weird though because i don't feel anxious about anything well i just have the symptoms of anxiety <coughs> what do you mean the symptoms of anxiety Ah, uh, like I can't, like restlessness. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't feel like there's an impending doom. And a tight chest. I feel like, I've been telling you for a while, it feels like someone's sitting on my chest. Um. Yeah, I feel like you think anxiety, though, is something different than what it can be. No, I'm just saying for me, like, some people get anxiety because, and they can't even imagine... Like leaving the house or going to work or getting in their car or like accomplishing a task. And that's, oh man, it's another blizzard. Every time we start a podcast. It's hailing. Yeah. What, the hail? Anyways, um, hail, like hailstorm. And, uh, and you're not like that. I don't feel like that. Like, I don't feel like I can't function. I just feel like in the back of my mind, there's this like. I feel like I'm Winston Churchill. Like I got my black dog. The black dog, you know? I don't know what you mean by that, actually. <coughs> it's like... Why do you cough every time you're doing know. this? Because Drink I don't know. some water. I have water right here. It's like the black dog. It's like maybe a little bit of depression, maybe a little bit of, of stuff that's in there that just comes comes every once in a while. Couldn't really, I couldn't really tell you the correlating factors of why. There's some like overarching things in my life. That would cause that, like childhood trauma. Yeah, so we were talking about this with friends the other night. And our friend, who knows us pretty well, happened to point out that some of these things are also signs of PTSD. Yeah. And I agree. I do agree with that. And one of, But I think <coughs> one of the ways that it's presenting itself in you is anxiety and i mean there's high functioning anxiety it's just that, like i've said to you before i don't i don't know what that's the thing it's like 
I don't, I'm not anxious about anything in particular. No, but I think physically it's presenting as yes. signs of anxiety. Yes. So I've had different experiences with anxiety than mm-hmm. you're going through. And I think everybody kind of has their own unique way that it maybe presents itself. Mine's more like a, like a recipe though. I'd say like I have like a third cup of trauma. Four tablespoons of anxiety and like a third of depression. <coughs> and you, some of it's You'd put your depression on the same level as I think it's trauma. all mix I think it's all mixed in right now. Like hmm. I think or maybe I'm baking a trauma cake. <laughs> and those are all the ingredients. <laughs> Seems like the worst cake in the world. Yeah, it's not a very good cake. Um and there's also just like COVID mm-hmm. and like work stuff and family stuff and so I feel it like sounds like you can kind of point out some things that. Oh, well, some of them for sure. Like I, I do have some feelings of anxiety towards work. <coughs> I can't stop coughing. Maybe it's like a nervous tick. Um, Drink water. I have water. I just took a gulp. Now I feel like I swallowed the water wrong. <laughs> Go on. How's your recipe going for your trauma cake? <coughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay. C one niner. I just feel like there's things that I know, but then there's these other things. And it, it's happened to me, like we've talked about this. It's it comes and goes. It's like Winston Churchill, he's got this black dog. He shows up every once in a while and he hangs around. And you try not to feed it because you want it to go away. But but uh, and I've talked to a few friends, like one of my friends I was talking to the other night, his kind of perspective on it was that it's probably hard in a small town in my profession to like talk about my own stuff my mm-hmm. own problems because you know that's not what people expect or are really geared towards like a lot of times conversations are outward focused not inward focused so um and he's probably right there's still some of that for sure mm-hmm. so then being far away from family and friends yeah I don't know why. You haven't been coughing all day. I don't know what's going on. Maybe it's like a defense mechanism. What would Dr. Phil say about this cough? I don't care what Dr. Phil would say. I don't like Dr. Phil. Anyways, wow. Um, So yeah, that's just part of it, I think. But it's an interesting thing because, I mean, nobody would choose to to have this. So... You just have to deal with it. And I'm learning how to deal with it. I don't feel like I have a, a good toolkit of coping mechanisms right now, though. No. Because a lot of my coping mechanisms are activity-based. And so I feel like I'm, I don't have a lot of those right now. Just because of the weather and COVID and stuff. But then it's good because then you have to learn new ones. It's good to learn new coping strategies. So... My friend gave me the number for his counselor in another city. So I think I'm going to pursue that. Yeah. But you and I have had different experiences with anxiety. Yes. What, what was your experience with anxiety like? Mine was like thinking you guys were going to die all the time. Mm-hmm. Mine was like the impending doom kind of mm-hmm. anxiety. I was still functioning. I was still working. I was still mothering. I was still cleaning, getting out of bed, doing all the things that I did before. But I was always nervous. I was always like on the edge. 
<coughs> and like ready to snap because I was always inwardly worrying and fretting that something bad was happening or was going to happen. So mine, mine wasn't always like a physical thing. And see, mine's probably PTSD because mine is, it's a cause. It's already been caused. The bad things already happened. Mm-hmm. So I'm not worried about a bad thing happening. It's true. It's already happened. So for me, I think that's part of it. And the the sad part is like you want to not have that. So it's hard to like articulate it. And I, I mean, it's ironic, right? I have my undergrad in counseling. I help people. I counsel people. I give advice about this stuff all the time. And then when it's me, it's like, I don't know. I'm reluctant to admit that there's still, there's still baggage there. Because yeah. I don't want there to be. But there is. Well, when you spend so many years carrying it around, sometimes you just want to be done with it and don't want to even think about it anymore. There is interesting correlating factors, though, like cause and effect, right? Mm-hmm. Like certain times of the year, certain activities. Mm-hmm. So there is that part of it. But it's just we've had a little bit of arguing over this because back and forth because you're trying to help me and like give me advice and tell me things to do. And I'm reluctant to have the conversation because not have the conversation like I don't want to talk about it, but I felt like we just weren't meeting. I I feel like you didn't feel like I was hearing what you were saying and I didn't feel like you were hearing what I was saying yeah. in in the sense of like I was trying to say, like, but I'm not anxious about it. Like I'm not worried about anything. Right. And you'd be like, well, what's wrong? I'm like, well, there's nothing wrong. I don't, I couldn't like, there's not like a thing that I'm like, oh no. So it's interesting. It's such a weird thing to have happen to your body, right? In your brain. Yes. It's a very interesting, a very interesting thing. But. And so, and I mean, I don't have PTSD. So I don't also get, like for me, anxiety came at a time where I knew kind of, looking back why I had it and when it started and like how I could actually do something to make it better. Like I went on medication and the first two weeks when I started that medication, I also took sleeping pills because I wasn't sleeping. Like my Mm -hmm. anxiety was so bad. I was like not sleeping. So I was able to kind of fix mine with medication and yours is a, is, I don't think it's that type. Yeah, well, I, I read somewhere once that like PTSD is, it's like trying to, it's your brain trying to solve the problem that can't be solved. Right. And so that's, and I, I could probably say that probably is pretty accurate to what it feels like. Mm-hmm. Like it's something that shows up and reminds me that there's this thing that can't be fixed. Right. So then it, then it manifests like anxiety. And I don't know why. And that's the other thing. I don't, I don't think it's not because I thought about it. It just like shows up. But I will say that like COVID has really sucked. And I, I feel, I don't know. I feel cut off just from like everybody does, I'm sure. But we've moved so much, you know, like we've talked about this on that pod, on this podcast. Let's say on that podcast. <laughs> Um, on this one, this is that podcast. This is. We don't have another one. <coughs> We've moved so much that uh, the other problem, I just feel like I don't have any any history anywhere. 
Yeah. So that 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 doesn't help when you when you need to ground yourself, you know. And I, I this is what I would tell people, right? Like, ground yourself, and, and you know, five things you can see, five things you can touch, that kind of stuff. Sometimes I just feel like, oh man, I, I don't have I don't have any history anymore, so I, I can't do things that would make me feel normal or make me feel. I just can't. So, and the nature of my job is fairly transactional in the sense that people, for the most part, want something from me. Mm-hmm. And so I was talking about that with a friend today, too, who's a, a former pastor. And we were kind of just talking like it can really, when you've gone through trauma, I haven't even told you this yet, so it's going to be very profound. It's going to blow your mind. <laughs> <laughs> Don't roll your eyes. When you've gone through trauma and then you're in a job like mine, you feel this, you feel, maybe this is the anxiety. Maybe we're just coming to the solution. You feel like you want to help people navigate through their crisis or trauma, right? Like that's Mm -hmm. something you want to do. The problem is you also know you have to have boundaries and you can't do that for everybody. But when you've gone through trauma and you didn't have that as an outlet, like you didn't have someone help you, you feel bad if you can't help somebody and you feel guilt because you're like, oh, like I would be remiss if I was the person that didn't help Joey, you know, right? because that was me. Right. And so like you, you kind of, you kind of um, transfer and like swap places and you can see both sides of the story where you're like, oh, Joey needs help because I didn't get help and look how it's affected me. And so then you get stuck in this pattern where you would say that it's a one-off. You would say, I'm not going to make a pattern out of this. I'm only going to do it when there's a crisis. But then the nature of the job is that for the most part, people only come to me when there's a crisis yeah. for the most part, whether it's a severe crisis or a personal crisis, or whatever. And so then COVID has really compounded that. They're like everybody's in crisis right now. Yeah. So you feel like you have to help everybody because you don't want to not help somebody, which I think just compounds on the those feelings of. Um, so what I was saying with my my other friend is like and then in return, it just feels like when you don't have history somewhere. I don't have that outlet, you know, I don't have that. And I mean, we have a good relationship and we talk a lot, but sometimes it feels like it's just going to overwhelm you as well. Like you've got four kids, you've got a baby, you're not sleeping. Do you really have the time to, you know, just unpack this or, or feel that way about some of my friends? Like, oh, what about their life? They've got their stuff. So (coughs) that just kind of feels like it just sneaks up on you after a while. Yeah. So that's part of it too. Makes sense. And having history somewhere is good. Like, and I know, I know that you, you and I have talked about that. But your trauma stems in the place of where you came from. So, do you think even having that would be comforting? It's not necessarily where I grounding? came from, though. It would be like we haven't lived anywhere for more than three years since we've been married. Yeah, four years. Four years. Well, you were in Bible. And that's college. very transient when we were in Bible college. Yes. I was only there for school, and then I'd be gone in the summer, and I'm back yes, for school. It's so like we just really haven't had a history anywhere, which makes it tricky. Because I'm not saying I want to be in my hometown. It's just I'm. It would be helpful to have people that that you have, you know. Yeah. Around, and I know you bug me all the time, so I I can tell you're a little upset that I. I talked. just bug you all the time. Hold on, I can tell <laughs> that you're a little upset that I had this conversation today. And it wasn't with you. I can tell that. So the reason I had that conversation today is because you're always bugging me 
in a good way to go see a counselor again. So I was asking two people I know that are in counseling to give me their counselor's contact information. And so mm-hmm. that's where that comment. I wasn't trying to exclude you from the conversation. I wasn't upset about that. I can tell, Kayla. I can no. see it in your eyeballs. In my eyeballs? Your eyeballs do this thing where it's like you have three sets of eyeballs. You've got, <laughs> you've got I'm not listening eyeballs. <laughs> you've got the I'm mad at you eyeballs. And then you've got the, oh, wow. Hmm. Eyeballs. I think I'm just thinking about what you've been saying. Nah, I'm sorry. I did want to talk to you about it. And I was going to talk to you about it. Not in the public. It's hard plane. to find opportune moments to talk sometimes when you have four kids. That's what I said to my buddy today. I said, look, the the issue is not also that I don't have like, it's not necessarily that there's always stuff going on at work. It's sometimes like, we've got four kids. There's just other stuff that has to get done too. And like, we have to have conversations about like day-to-day stuff and conversations with our kids. And so sometimes it just feels like not yet, like later, but then I'm not in like crisis. Don't, don't get me wrong. I just don't feel myself right now. Yeah. And I think as a spouse and you felt this way too, when I was going through things, you feel like you just, there's this overwhelming feeling to want to help but not always this overwhelming knowledge of how. And or can, like when. It, or when. And it can be frustrating and trying and like all sorts of things for the other person too. It's kind of like when <coughs> you've gone through hard times in your job and people have been just like God awful to you. Mm-hmm. And I want to come to your defense and like, tell these people off and tell them the truth and tell other people the truth about things and I can't yeah that's frustrating for me too yeah I'm sure it's really frustrating yeah and I'm sure it's frustrating to watch and I mean we have this conversation you and I a lot and I hadn't really ever articulated it that way right until today where I just feel like part of the reason because you'll say well why are you doing that I said well I have to like well you don't have to but part of me feels like, I, I feel like maybe, and I'm not saying that I should, or it's healthy to think that, but there's that, there's that thing I think about right away that like, when I was going through something, nobody, nobody was there right away. Now, I would say that that's probably my fault for not pursuing um, more avenues, but the first few I tried, I got shut down and I thought, oh, I guess I won't talk about it anymore. Mm-hmm. And so I always think in the back of my head, like, I don't want to do that to somebody. And I'm not saying I'm perfect and that I pick up the phone every time or you know what I mean? But I just feel like I have a hard time not wanting. I don't want to be the guy that didn't pick up the phone. So like even today, I got a text and I'm on my way home and I, and this is bad. And, you know, chastise me, folks, because I, it's not a good. I have to get better boundaries there. And you say, I really need to talk. So I just, I just call them. And I didn't really have the time. And I knew I was coming home and that we had stuff to get done. But I just thought, what if this was, I guess that's part of my, I guess that is one thing that I am ang- anxious about. That is the impending doom that I'm afraid of. I know. That if I, I was don't. I going to say that. Yeah. You had, we had, but mostly you, had a friend who killed himself. And I know that you carry that around with you that, oh, because you saw something on his Facebook that was concerning. 
and you kick yourself all the time for not calling him. And so you're always worried that if you don't answer the phone or you don't, and I know that you know that the responsibility doesn't fall on you, but it also isn't something you want to live with if it was something like that. Yeah, I don't like when people say that because I've, I've talked about this with people and they're like, well, that's not your thing. You know, you couldn't have, you know, what would you have done? It's like you're, you're missing the point. Like the point is that I'm not saying that I would change the course of history or change that person's decision. No. I'm saying that I don't like, I don't want to be the guy that, yeah. And, well, I'm, I don't know. So I do struggle with that. I do struggle with like if someone says they need me, I assume that they need me. And I don't I don't necessarily even think that that's a bad thing. The boundaries thing comes up in with me when it's something that's not important or something that could wait till the next day like work stuff. That's when boundaries, it's like people don't respect your family time from your job. And that drives me completely insane. And I don't mean like people who are our friends that we talk to on a regular basis. I mean like if someone could say like, oh, I need information about this. You feel like you need to give that information right away instead of saying, okay, I'm in the office tomorrow. I'll get it to you in the morning. That stuff, the boundary issue is like you need to, you know, tighten up those boundaries a bit. But I... If someone needs you, I mean, my dad, he had someone that he's been friends with for years pass away. And so I went outside and I called him and it wasn't an opportune time. I mean, it was a time when Charlie was screaming and she was tired and wanting to go to bed. But I knew that my dad was going to be upset. So I called him. Sometimes you just have to make that decision. In my, to provide context though, it's just hard because when you make it a pattern you know it's, it's hard to get out of a pattern is what i'm trying to say so it's hard to differentiate between what's what's a crisis and what's not and i try i do try it's not that i don't try but that is that is part of you know why maybe i feel the way i feel right now and this podcast is airing on my birthday so it's a really you're getting to know me a little bit better and um I guess the best way I could say it is if you've seen if you've seen the movie Hook, and this is what my friend said to me the other night when we were playing Xbox, because I talked to him about it quite a bit. <clears throat> he said, "Oh, you sound like you sound like Peter Panning. You've forgotten how to fly, you know, you know, and that's kind of how I feel like Robin Williams in that movie. Mm-hmm. You see, it, like you get stuck in a pattern and you just kind of forget. And it's not that he didn't want to be Peter Pan." He's forgot that he was Peter Pan. Yeah. I know that's maybe a dumb analogy, but when yeah. I'm feeling those moments of ang- anxiety or anxiousness or depression, it's not that I, and I don't think anyone wants to, but it's like, I just forgot. I've just forgotten how to fly. I got to learn how to crow again and fly. And I'll, I'll do it, but I don't know. Am I making any sense? Does this make any sense? I think so. And I appreciate that I have you as a as a wife, as a partner, as a friend because you do bug me about it and I don't say that flippantly like you should bug me. you're the one person who can bug me about it and so I appreciate I bug you out of love no but I appreciate it I appreciate that you're you're like a dog on a bone about it and it's just it's hard it's just hard to 
when I when I don't even know what it is. That's what I mean. Like I can't. I'm a ta- I'm a tactile, hands-on visual person. So for me, if there's no mind movie, if I don't know why, I don't know how to talk about it. Mm. Whereas you're you can see the symptoms or whatever, and you want to talk about what's happening because of whatever. And I just feel like I'm stuck on. I I can't tell you. I don't know what it is, so I can't talk about it. If I knew what it was, we could talk about it. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yep. Ladies and gentlemen, you're just sitting in on like a really uh, personal marital relationship conversation. <laughs> I don't think we're the first ones or the last ones to go through something like that, though. So what would your advice? What would your advice to you be? With anxiety, like if you could talk to yourself about anxiety, what would you say? Mm, that's tricky. I I don't know. I think I would just say don't <laughs> don't put off dealing with it. I think if I had put off dealing with it. I mean, I did. I put off dealing with it for a long time. And it was long enough, and then it just got too bad. And it got worse. And I didn't want to be... I felt guilty all the time. I felt like I was a bad mom. I felt like I was a bad wife. I felt like horrible as a person inside. And I felt crazy. Like, I legit felt crazy because logically in my brain, I could see there wasn't a reason why I should have been feeling that way, but I could not control feeling that way I couldn't Mm -hmm. stop it so if you're just feeling kind of like out of control just do something tell someone maybe they'll have good advice for you go see a doctor do counseling I don't know I just don't try and ignore it or think oh it's just gonna last a little while and then I'll be fine because you might not be fine Mm -hmm. (laughs) what about you uh, I would or actually. Can you do that right now? Because you're kind of. No, I, I think I'm. I'm self-aware enough. I can say it. Uh, I would say what I actually tell people all the time. You don't have to talk to everybody. We should talk to somebody. Yeah. So, and I appreciate, and I'll end with this. I appreciate the fact that, and this is a real uh, marriage tip, a real hot tip if you're married. I appreciate that you're not threatened or put off that I talk to somebody that's not you. I'm I'm happy that you're fine with that. Everybody should be fine with that. No, but some people aren't. And I appreciate that you're like, oh, I'm glad you talked to somebody. That's <laughs> like, the, what is that noise? That's the music. <laughs> that the outro. See you later, everybody. Bye. Hey guys, thanks for listening to today's episode. We really hope that you uh, maybe related or got something out of it. Thanks for listening. And if you liked listening to this episode, well, we have good news. You can watch us in person doing some of the things we talk about. Spending time with our animals, doing fun things with our kids, whatever. You can find that on YouTube if you look up The Shellies. And uh, if you enjoyed this episode, do us a favor. Like, subscribe, tell your friends. But most of all, tune in for the next one. We'll talk to you then.